Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, get your lighters and your couches ready because the Backyard Brawl is back. The historic August Wilson House in the Hill District will have its grand opening this weekend. And since Rofel, period tracking apps have been a concern, but now Giant Eagle is tracking pregnant people too. It's Friday, August 12th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Okay, today we are just down to the bare bones of our team, man. We are we're just trying to make it through the through the week. We've got uh, lead producer Megan Harris. Hello, who's sipping her coffee? Yep, <laughs> good to be here. Francesca DeBecco, our newsletter editor. Always a pleasure. Always. Um, so this is a little future planning, but I'm I'm pretty excited. I don't know if you guys are about college football coming back. I have never been a huge college football fan. I think because Crickets. of extended bitterness, <laughs> bitterness from being like from my alma mater being so bad at it yeah. when I was in college. They're better now, but God, they were terrible for years. You guys know how I feel about football. I feel like it is probably <laughs> sacrilegious to say this in Pittsburgh, but I just, I just don't, I don't really like it. But I, I do love uh, how much Pittsburghers get into it. So, Morgan, tell us what you're excited about. It is. Yeah, truly. It's part of, you know, it's it's almost religious for for this part of the country football. Um, but the long rivalry between West Virginia and Pitt, it's back on. This is the first time in over a decade uh, that the Backyard Brawl is back, which is amazing. I love it. I love this rivalry. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm geeking out early. <laughs> no, no, we, need, we have to. You, you're bringing the energy up. I love it. Yeah. It's just really neat that this is happening after all these years. Yeah, I'm I'm clearly not the only person that's excited. The game sold out completely in like 15 minutes. Whoa. So I guess yeah. you're not going, going. You're going to watch from the comfort of your own couch? Well, they did start selling standing room only tickets oh for $125 a pop. No, absolutely not. Oh, like no. I'm a pirate standing room only person. Only like it's $10 a ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're right next to the hot dogs. And, and, and it's it's probably because you're just hanging out on that balcony. You know, you're, you're, you're probably not going to be packed in there with... 70,000? Yeah, Pitt and WVU. Pitt and WVU fans, yeah. Um, Listen, I know I said I don't like football, but I am always there for the snack table. Um, (laughs) And you can make yourself an amazing spread for less than $125. Exactly. So I'm ashamed, but I don't know a thing about this. So is it in Morgantown or is it here in Pittsburgh? So... It goes back and forth, right? The rivalry goes back and forth. The location goes back and forth. This game will be at the stadium formerly known as Heinz. (laughs) (laughs) So, Morgan, what's the history with this longstanding rivalry? Yeah, there's a lot of beef between these two. Um, (laughs) Pitt and Morgantown are 75 miles apart, so they are essentially in each other's backyards. You know, it's it's, it's true. It drives less than an hour. But this game goes back to 1895. Have they played wow. every year? Well, I mean, obviously not every, every year, but like it, like that often? They've matched up 104 times. Um, the first one was West Virginia versus Western University of Pennsylvania, which eventually became Pitt. They beat them eight to zero. Um, but in these matchups, 
Pitt, hail to Pitt, right? Um, H2P. H2P. The Panthers are up. They have 61 wins, 40 losses, three ties. Um, But out of the past, like, 10 games, West Virginia has bested Pitt. Mm, Okay. So some stakes here. Yeah, there are stakes because, you know, in 2011, that was the last time they played each other. Pitt left the Big East Conference after that to go to the ACC Conference because of money. Yeah, yeah. You know how it goes. And uh, in 2015, they announced that this rivalry will be back on and they set the date. That's how long wow. they, they set the date. So people, people yeah. have been waiting that long for this. Oh, my gosh. Seven years. Seven They're years. going to be fired up. Very. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Fired up, but burn the couches. Um, I'm excited. I don't get the whole... Yeah. I don't get the whole couch burning thing. Like this is this is, I guess, a tradition in football, whether they win or lose, or sports I generally. I, even... I I really thought that this was like a Boston thing or a Michigan thing until you were talking about it, Morgan. This is fascinating yeah. to me. It's truly a West Virginia thing, and um, I really love that we are a part of something that is <laughs> <laughs> this reckless. Um, there's better ways to dispose of your couches, and maybe we can. <laughs> Explore that in a later episode. I want to know if they're checking between the cushions before they light it on fire. They, you know what? The, it, it became such a problem that officials, I guess we could say, officials in their in in these cities in Morgantown had to come out and tell these people to stop burning your couches. It's not safe for the environment. It also like is not safe for anyone. If you set no. a couch on fire, it can <laughs> no. catch structures and things like that. On yeah it's extremely dangerous and reckless yeah west virginia not not giving proper credence to environmental concerns imagine (laughs) i just (laughs) right you know college football brings out the the best and the worst in all of us (laughs) (laughs) definitely something to look forward to i am very excited about this game and i'm also very excited about this weekend uh i'm gonna be out on the town at what francesca's talking about yeah (laughs) So the August Wilson House is hosting its grand opening celebration tomorrow, and the childhood home of the Pulitzer Prize winning playwright will be shining with stars. Um, our own very own Morgan Moody, our star, will be there. But um, wow. after <laughs> I didn't tell her to say that. I didn't even know she was going to say that. You are a star. <laughs> um, and actor Denzel Washington will be there with August Wilson's widow, um, Constanza Romero Wilson. I remember moving back here and they were doing the construction on the house. So I'm so excited to finally see what they've done. Yeah, it's been covered in that plastic for ages and ages. It's going to be so cool to see it for real. Plus Denzel. Yeah. Morgan, <laughs> say hi to him for us. Oh, I'll be yeah, too shy. Tell him shy. to come on the podcast. Why not? Oh, I'm too shy. I'm too shy. I might, I might, but uh, too much of a fangirl for Dan- too, Denzel. Too much. Of oh, a is fan he your girl. one? Is he one of the ones like that? You know, you like some celebrities you don't care about at all, and some celebrities you're like, oh, oh, blood yeah, pressure. I, I, there's, I feel like there's very few people I'd be starstruck by, but Denzel. <laughs> Denzel. Oh my gosh. I don't have, have so to give much fun. <laughs> I hope you do get to talk to him, um, even if it, even if you don't remember all of it because you're too excited. <laughs> yeah, I will report back. 
Well, there should be plenty of opportunity because uh, Denzel has uh, committed to producing and I think probably starring in a few more of the Century Cycle plays. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the 10 from uh, each decade, mostly based or at least inspired by events in Pittsburgh. Um, so Ma Rainey was one of them. Fences is another. Uh, but there's eight more that uh, are Jitney's in the list. Next. It's Jitney next. That's really I cool. I think so. Yeah, I'll be talking about that um, in a second. Uh, So hopefully, yeah, we can get him on one of these days. That would be so cool. Um, Mm. I did get a little event preview from Denise Turner. She's the acting chief executive and board president of the August Wilson House. And it's just really exciting to see like what this revitalized site will bring to the Hill District, which we all know is a historic neighborhood that needs investment after, you know, years of being torn apart and neglected. Aside from this being, you know, the house that he grew up in, how is August Wilson's life going to be, you know, kind of honored in that new space? Yeah, well, Diane said that there are two phases of interpretation of August Wilson's life in the building. He wanted the space to be useful. So it's not just going to be a museum. It's going to be used as an art center. Um, But they have started the historic preservation process for the apartment where he lived, um, there's going to be photos of him and his mother and artifacts from, um, you know, what they uncovered during the renovation. And they plan to work with the family more closely to kind of nail out like how they're going to create that with like immersive details. That sounds really neat. Um, so with the art center part of it, uh, like, are they thinking like community events, seminars, readings? Like, yeah. Will they be performing any of his plays on site? I, I don't know how big the space is. Yeah, so all of the above. Um, They have an oral history program called Your Story Matters, and that focuses on capturing a family's oral history. And they started by highlighting 10 uh, Hill District families. Oh, Um, cute. Yeah, and there's also an interview series called Actors Talk August, where actors, directors, and producers who've been inspired by Wilson's work will answer questions and share experiences. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. There's also a fellowship program, uh, a new play reading series. And I think this is like one of the coolest parts. Um, Outdoor theater productions. Is Wait, is that one of the things that they're doing for the grand opening? Yeah. So uh, what you guys mentioned earlier, um, the Pittsburgh Playwrights Theater Company is producing Wilson's play Jitney. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. In August Wilson's backyard. Like, how cool is that? (laughs) That is There's really plenty cool. of space there, that's for sure. At least I'm thinking of the grassy area beside there. That's what it yeah. It was still sort of messy the last time I drove by. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like now. It's like it Shakespeare tells a story. in the park, but August Wilson. <laughs> the, With the gorgeous the view, like from mm. his like front porch. Oh, my God. Like the whole city just like opens up in front of you. Yeah, that's going to be a magical experience. Um, you know, it tells the story of really like what I think are like the first Uber drivers, which were these unlicensed <laughs> cab drivers that drove in the Hill District in, you know, in the 70s. Um, it's going to be really neat. I mean, jitneys are still like they're still jitneys getting the job still done in the South Side. So. Oh, <laughs> jitneys yeah. are still oh, yeah. a thing. When I was young growing up, I used to take jitneys all the time with my aunt to go to what is now the closed Giant Eagle in Shakespeare. Um Yeah, I mean, I was still taking Jitneys to get around when I moved here from like 2013, 14, 15. Like that was just how you had to like make plans. Taxis weren't a thing here. It's still it's still active. It's still part of the culture. Um, Yeah, really, really excited to see that. Can we can we go see that play? Yeah, is it public? 
Do you guys want to go together? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, the first performance is all sold out, but it's running until Bummer. September 18th. So you can catch it at 8 p.m. Thursdays through Saturdays and 5 p.m. on Sundays. Maybe I'll just stand across the street and watch. Yeah, can we get a standing room only ticket for that? (laughs) (laughs) Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art. Eat gourmet snacks. People watch. We'll mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful. Be imaginative. Explore your magical realm because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Speaking of Giant Eagles closing, uh, Giant Eagles getting all up in our business. Megan, what is what's going on? Yeah, so um, I know a bunch of us have probably heard this like you know kind of gruesome story out of Nebraska about that mom and her eighteen year old daughter who've been charged um, for that self medicated abortion. You know, mom ordered some pills and then the girl talked about it on her Facebook Messenger, and investigators use those Facebook messages to bring charges against them. Um, wow, so what's wow. happening about this? Really? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's everywhere. Um, so I invite folks to Google it. And we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but yeah. so what's happening at Giant Eagle is not quite the same thing. But it is what um, a lot of critics are calling kind of an early warning sign as to how this stuff could be used. So, like, what is what is this then? Like, how how is it different from um, this case that you just mentioned? Yeah. So that alleged crime um, happened in late April. That was before Roe fell in June. Um, oh. But it highlights this like digital privacy issue that yeah. you know experts and a lot of lawmakers have been talking about for ages um that law enforcement in some states could use people's personal data to enforce laws and that includes those prohibiting abortion so like what kind of data then like all social media yeah i mean it would be nice if it were just that, <laughs> but unfortunately, the most nefarious one lately is something that people have been calling location services. So Apple and Google cell phone users have probably seen those pop-ups the last few months from you know new apps that you've downloaded or websites that you visited asking if you consent to their tracking um, or to giving over your information. Um, yeah. And that's a good thing, right? That the companies um, are asking for permission now, but that's fairly recent. Um, they've been snagging our information without our permission for years and years. Right. So that They're includes... just now asking us asking about yeah. it. permission yeah. after. Yeah. So this is like where we shop, what we buy, what we're thinking about buying um, <laughs> or like price checking or window shopping online. Like if you, you know, do the thing I love to do when I'm stressed sometimes is like fill up a cart and then never actually purchase anything. <laughs> oh, man. That's Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this is why I get ads for stuff on my social feeds, right? 
One of them, yes. Um, and they use that information to infer stuff about us. So even if we don't, you know, have it written down anywhere, like about how old we are, what our life stage is, our prescribed gender, um, and what they call buying conditions, which is a marketing term for, you know, how they can potentially get to us in less obvious ways. I remember living in D.C. and there was a guy in front of me in the grocery store and they asked him if he had what is an advantage card for whatever that store was, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I don't want people tracking my purchases. And I remember thinking, this guy's tightly wound. And nope. I should have followed suit. This was this was years ago. This was years ago. But he's yeah, not wrong. No. He he's was wrong. dead on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you should have been following that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those membership cards that like can give us like, you know, minor discounts or coupons or stuff like that. Um, they're great. Uh, and I use them all the time. But it also means that they can like then batch figure out like what kinds of food are you interested in, which, you know, on our side feels like, oh, I got a coupon for, you know, a quarter off zucchini this week, but also might mean that like that information can then be shared. So Giant Eagle, our big grocery chain here headquartered in Pittsburgh, they work with a partner called Quotient um, to crunch their data. So that helps them figure out things like those coupons. But Quotient also sells that information, which is like a standard part of that agreement. Um, and they can batch it into different kinds of groups. So like, so like what kind of information, like these categories are they selling? There's different ones. Um, and kind of what triggered me to be interested in this is like Gizmodo just did this big investigation into it. And Quotient is one of them where they looked at people who are pregnant. What, what would trigger it? What kind of categories are they? Is it like if I buy pickles and ice cream, you make the assumption that I'm having weird cravings and I'm pregnant? Maybe. I don't know. I I think it's like kind of like up for debate, right? Like how they create these categories. Um, Certainly if you buy pregnancy tests, Mm. um, if you buy contraceptives, things like that. Um, So uh, Giant Eagle works with this data broker called Quotient. So they help crunch the numbers on all of those coupons that we receive. But Quotient also then sells a lot of that information to other third-party distributors. Um, So some of the categories that an investigation from Gizmodo, uh, the news site, looked at um, found categories like pregnancy test kit and female contraceptive buyers. Um, They got creepier. There was one called actively pregnant, another one Mm. called shopping for maternity products um, or interested in pregnancy or intending to become pregnant. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And if if those exist, then it's not a big leap to assume that, you know, people who look at plan B or self-medicated abortion care could also be its own shopping list and then get sold or shared with law enforcement partners. So like I would ask, should we be shopping at another grocery store? But the chances are is they're probably doing the same thing. Yeah, like the coupons. Is it worth my privacy and my information? And I think that's up to the individual person. Like we could go to a different grocery store, but they're going to collect stuff too. One of the biggest culprits of this, according to that Gizmodo thing, again, they were just looking at pregnancy, was credit card companies. So, you know, or banks. So if you're, you know, using your debit card from whatever bank, maybe they also participate in this too, Um, or your credit card. So even if there's no membership component, it could still be being collected without your knowledge or consent. Um, And personally, that's why I'm super careful about how I even look at stuff on my phone. Yeah, snitches. Are we able to protect (laughs) ourselves in any way? 
I mean, you can to a degree, right? Like it's worth taking a glance at your own cell phone and, you know, pull down the search bar, type in location and uh, just glance at what apps are on and tracking your location services at any given time. Um, I'm really careful about having it off for pretty much every app I can, except for like Google Maps. Mm -hmm. Um, I even like Google products from incognito windows in my browsers just because I don't necessarily need them to see anything. You are Um, safe. And, wow. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm not prepared. I've not been doing a lot of the, these things. People are creating these personas of me. <laughs> well, I mean, this isn't news to this group, but um, I have a stake in this particular game because uh, I was really cautious when I found out that I was pregnant. So um, at this point, I'm about 30 weeks and I've tried to be exceptionally cautious about how and when I let companies know that information. Well, we are so excited for our little city cast baby, but rightfully so that you've been uh, cautious. How are you registering for gifts <laughs> in a baby shower during this time if you're trying to keep things private? Uh, yeah, and I think that was a big part of it. I mean, I am so, so, so excited for this child, but it is infuriating to me like how stuff like this can infect our lives, especially as a female identifying internet user. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my Instagram, for example, used to be pretty normal. It was my friends, my hobbies, uh, some aspirational destinations, like vacation spots. Uh, but the moment that my partner and I made baby registries, but I intentionally waited until my pregnancy was considered more safe, more viable to mm-hmm. make a registry at all. Yeah. Because I knew that if anything went wrong with this, I didn't want to see how that would shift my algorithms and my social feed, which I think was the correct call. Because the moment I made those registries online, at the behest of very well-intentioned family members, um, my entire algorithm shifted. Everything I see on Instagram now is mom content. And do you think that my male partner saw any of that? Like, he might get one piece of dad content a week. And it's all that's on mine. I'm trying to even think of what male targeted baby content looks like and right, the sad thing right. is, is that i can't even imagine it um because it has never existed that enough. way yeah, in the past yeah. yeah yeah so i mean and i just i have my heart goes out to like what if someone um were pregnant and doesn't want to be what if they you know very much wanted a pregnancy but miscarried or it's more yeah. difficult for them um they don't want to see that stuff all the time and you know you shouldn't be punished for googling something about your own health care by having your algorithm shifted, but that is the reality of how we live. And these location services and other kinds of like data collection um, really make it tough to figure out how your stuff is being shared and protect yourself. So Mm. it won't fix it, but I guess cash is king in this scenario. (laughs) Buy your stuff at Giant Eagle with cash. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that there's a solution for it, but this has been my soapbox today. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks, Megan. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Our team this week includes Noah Snyderman, he's Canadian, Mallory Falk, Francesca DeBacco, Megan Harris, and me, Morgan Moody. Music is by Benji, of course. And we'll be back on Monday with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then.
It's funny because I do think about that man often. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I think about him often. Like I can still see him in my head. And I remember thinking like this guy. 